This is On Call, a podcast by Code Blue. Health is a human right. Hello everyone, I'm Kanmani Batumale from Code Blue. These are the headlines for the day. Chronic underinvestment led to an unprepared healthcare system during the emergence of Delta variant in Klang Valley. Infectious disease expert Professor Dr. Adiba Kamarul Zaman says the public health systems did not cope when the highly contagious COVID-19 variant surged in Klang Valley in July and August. Dr. Adiba says Malaysia's health spending at 3.8% of GDP is totally not sufficient and calls for more investments into automation and digitization of the healthcare system. She adds, manual operation causes a delay in contact tracing which causes a wider spread of the coronavirus disease. To compare, Singapore's health expenditure stood at 4.5% to GDP, while South Korea's health expenditure was at 7.3% to GDP in 2016. Thailand's health spending stood at 3.7% to GDP, just below Malaysia. A blueprint for Malaysia's healthcare system reform under the 12th Malaysia Plan is unnecessary, according to Chua Hong Tech. The former senior official in the Ministry of Finance and the Economic Planning Unit says healthcare transformation that was proposed in the 12th Malaysia Plan has already been mentioned in earlier plans. Chua adds that many studies and papers for both healthcare transformation and health financing have been carried out since 1985. He says a stronger public healthcare system requires a whole of government and national approach and it is not the responsibility of the Ministry of Health alone. As healthcare reforms takes time to be implemented, Chua says actions are needed rather than new blueprints. Chua says besides enhancing the public and private partnerships involving human resources, facilities and equipment, healthcare financing requires a reformation too. He says the country should open up the economy to local and foreign companies for the development of the healthcare industry as a strategic industry for both the services sector and the manufacturing of pharmaceuticals and medical devices. An anonymous healthcare worker from Sarike Hospital in Sarawak says the data released by Sarawak's State Disaster Management Committee does not reflect the real scenario in the state. The worker says that the quality of treatment for COVID-19 patients is compromised as the healthcare facility witnesses increasing new COVID-19 cases. This affects the non-COVID patients who wait for their surgeries. Non-elective surgeries are postponed in Sarike Hospital to cater the needs of COVID-19 patients. The healthcare worker also complains about the crowded COVID-19 quarantine and treatment centers around Sarike. Limited resources and constant water interruption aggravate the situation. Non-symptomatic COVID-19 close contacts are not permitted to undergo RT-PCR tests in Sarike Hospital, which elevates the possibility of spreading the disease to many others in the hospital. The Translational Immunology Group for Education, Research and Society, Tigers, says COVID-19 vaccine boosters are not necessary for all adults. Tigers, a group of immunologists, say there is no sufficient evidence for the need to administer COVID-19 booster shots to all adults to maintain the protection against the coronavirus disease. 
The experts say booster doses might only be required to the elderly, immunocompromised people, as well as healthcare workers as waning immunity is not clearly proven in the country. Even with waning immunity, this doesn't necessarily mean that the body's capacity to respond to subsequent exposure of the COVID-19 virus is gone because the body would still have immunologic memory of past infection or vaccines, say immunologists. However, they note that booster shots may be required when there is an emergence of new COVID-19 variants. Banda Kuching MP Dr. Kelvin Yee requests the government to lay out a clear timeline and outline tangible plans to repeal Section 309 of the Penal Code to decriminalize suicide attempts. He says the National Suicide Registry must also be set up immediately to formulate targeted measures to be taken to address the rising suicide rate. Decriminalization of suicide is a step in making it okay to safely talk about suicide and mental health he adds. On top of decriminalizing suicides, the government should also step up efforts to prevent suicides by raising awareness and making mental health and counseling services accessible to everyone, especially those in rural areas. Dr. Yi says the government's holistic plan must address the silent mental health pandemic, including improving mental health services and providing more robust care for people with psychiatric diagnosis.